you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever, the pilot episode inaugural Tea Time at TT's, or Tea at TT's for short. We're going to like play with the title We're going to play bit. with it. Everything we're playing with. Yeah, everything we are playing with. Um, if you didn't already know, my name is Tiana, aka also known as TT. You can call me T if you want. And this is my place. The fabulous. <laughs> It's so cute. It's so cool. I'm like... It's still a work in progress, but we're here. And we are here with the ineffable, the needs no introduction, the beautiful, the stylish Anna Grace Newell. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I literally can't even sit still. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. So... To give you a little bit of background story on Tea at TT's, this was a segment, an interview segment, I should say, that stemmed from my deep adoration for asking really personal questions, getting to know people. Right off the bat. (laughs) Asking super personal (laughs) questions, so be prepared, be on the lookout for some uh, some whammies, and also my love of drinking literal tea. So, this is just hot water. We'll cheers. Cheers. A um, piping hot glass. Piping hot. Where I want to watch and she's like, I have actual tea. I was like, of course you do. I love that. All set up with options. Yes. So that leads me to, you have a couple of different options here for okay. tea. Is there one that, that's calling to you? We have a lemongrass earl black tea. Okay. We have a green mint tea. Okay. And we have a sweet cinnamon spice tea. Is there, okay. Is there something that's speaking um, to you? I think I'm going to go with the green mint. Okay. Um, or the green tea with mint. I love that's it. that's kind of soothing and calming. I love it. Yeah very spicy. <laughs> you are a little spicy. The spicy cinnamon might just like blast me out of here. Totally. And I also brought you a pink pack because if you didn't already know this, which you, you didn't, this is the first episode, you don't know us. <laughs> but if you, if you don't already know this about us, you guys get with it. But yes, we love a pink pack. So um, don't ream us in the comments about cancer. Just let us live our life. <laughs> Just let us live. I think I'm going to go for the mint tea, too. That sounds like kind of refreshing, uplifting. We're like, we need it. Our spirits energize, zesty, zingy. <laughs> That's us. That's us. Springy. Okay. Springy, zingy. It's actually, like, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so I like to start all of my episodes, all one of my episodes. All of the episodes started out like this. Yeah, just this a little is, dab dab. Right, we're <laughs> with a, a little, little hit hit. Hit hit of the tea bag. You guys don't make any jokes about that, okay? <laughs> so, I like to start all of my episodes with a little rapid fire spill the tea. <laughs> I'm like starting to sweat. Sweat. You might have to rem- I'm like, okay. Yeah. You might have to remove your jacket at some point. I might. Um, whoa, was that sexual? Everything. We started with a tea bag, tops off, my tits are out, you yeah. had beautiful breasts. And it's all tea related. Wow, there's really a theme here. There is a theme. It is yeah. the tea. The tea. So, I want to start off the episode with your rapid fire spill the tea. Okay. So, my first question, and knowing me, knowing I love the woo-woo, it's what's your sign? And if you know oh. your moon and your rising we, sign. We look it up every time we're I know. together. We're Do you know it by now? I know. I'm like... <laughs> every time we're together, I'm like... I feel like you're Pisces something, right? Pisces and... Pisces moon. And Sagittarius. Oh, Sagittarius. You're Sagittarius rising and Pisces moon. See, she knows it better than I do. I think. Every time we're together, she's like, what's your moon and your rising? For some reason, I can't remember that. I can remember everything else. Time of day I was born. <laughs> what position the sun was in. Can't remember. Are you going to whip out a birth certificate? I'm like, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Here's my birth certificate. <laughs> um, so I'm a cancer. Yes, and I always like to say cancers are my little emotional wellsprings. Emotional wellsprings. Yeah, we just we love an we love an emotional cancer. Yes. Okay, this is, but it's uh, only with people that are very close to me. Right. Totally. As 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 um people that are not, I'm pretty like 
cool, calm, collected. Yeah, you are. I, I get invested in my people. Absolutely. Oh, and I love how this is supposed to be rapid fire and we're like... We're still... Okay, so I'm a cancer. <laughs> Anna Grace is a cancer. Okay, um, are you into tea? And if you are, what's your tea of choice? Ooh, yes. Um, I do love tea. Mm-hmm. I've actually been kind of on a mint green tea kick myself. Okay, love I actually it. made that last week. Almost the exact kind, so maybe that's why I gravitated towards yes, it. Yes, maybe so, and I guess that's telling. Okay, yes. next question. Okay. Do you believe in love at first sight? Do I believe in love at first sight? I love how I'm like, this is rapid fire, but they're real deep. I'm like, ooh, um, yes, I do. You do? I do. Actually, my dad and my parents, happily married of 35, 37, a long time. I've met them too. They're lovely people. They're lovely creatures. Um, My dad said it was love at first sight. My mom was kind of like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) That's just a solar personality. Mom's like, yeah, no, I'm awesome. (laughs) But my dad says it was love at first sight. I I believe in love at first sight, but for me, it's a little dangerous because I tend to fall in love with everybody. Okay. Honestly, same. It's and maybe a that's dangerous. a characteristic of cancers. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so sweet or spicy? Sweet. Oh, I don't know why I had to think about that. Sweet. Yeah, you were like, like, I'm just not a big spicy. If you were to say sweet or salty, maybe salty. Mm-hmm. But sweet or spicy, you're, you're a sweet gal. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay, and last one is a little bit, it's an, a little bit of an activity. Okay. Okay, so the question is, this is a spill the tea segment, so I okay. have to have like a little something juicy. Of course. Who was the last person you texted and what was the text? Like, we need a literal, like, read along. Oh, like, the, today? Oh. You're like, well, that's... Oh, I, I was about to say, hmm. Okay. Let me see. We're diving in. Mmm, I like this mint tea. Bigelow. Who knew? The last person I texted... Who did I text last? Oh, well, so when I was driving over here, I sent a voice memo. This is this goes to show how much I work. I was sending a voice memo to Outdoor Voices because I am leading a Zumba class next week. Oh, hell yeah, you are. I'm coming. Do I know anything Done. about Zumba? No. <laughs> Do I like to just dance? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just freestyle. It. So if anybody, I don't know when this is going to go up, but if anybody's in Nashville and <laughs> Tuesday wants to, on the 12th and at wants to go to Anna Grace's Zumba class. Let's do it. Let's boogie. <laughs> We're like, here we go. We're getting warm. I was like, I need a headset. I need a, there's like a new dress. <laughs> a headset. I'm like, ladies, let's warm it up. No, I have no idea, but I'm just going because it sounded like a lot of fun. And, um, they were like, we're launching this new uh, exercise dress, exercise right? dress, Ooh, cute. and it comes in cheetah print. And they were like, we know a girl, and I'm like, who me? <laughs> yeah, cheetah I'm print the girl. Everything, like literally my phone, my rug, my ceiling, my bedspread, all cheetah print. Cheetah print. I love it. So I'll be there in a cheetah print. Get up. And Anna Grace is one of the most fit people I know. So if there's oh somebody gosh. that's gonna whip your butt into shape, I don't know if we're cussing. Maybe we are cussing. Are we? Maybe. I don't know. We want this to be real. We want it we to be are. uncensored. I say, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> we're all like, I'm going to break the beer here. Yeah. Just say all of our favorite cuss words, though. No. Yeah. Oh, that could be a good rapid fire question. Okay. On the count of three, say your favorite cuss word. One, two, three. Fuck. I know, mine too. <laughs> like, there's nothing more powerful than just fuck. I know when it's tacky, my mom's going to hate it, but like, it just really sometimes puts an emphasis. Shout out to Mama Newell. We love you. We love She's the fuck like, out of you. <laughs> She's shook. So, you guys already kind of got an introduction to I'm Anna to get Grace. Like a shoulder pop. You get, you know, you get her vibes, you get what she does, but I want you to kind of break down. I'm like so bossy. I'm like, I want you. Tell to, me. I'm uh, here. I'm at your disposal. No, I'm so excited you're here. I'm trying here. to look at you and the camera. I know. It's, this is going to be a work in I'm progress. like, yeah. <laughs> 
we're just Barbies. <laughs> I'm like, a shoulder pop? Is my hair good? Okay, I'm right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure people will let us know. Comment section, right? Uh, let us know. <laughs> comment section, am I right? Um, but can you give the, the viewers a little bit of a breakdown of you, where you're from, what brought you here to good old 615 Nashville, um, and just like a little bit of background on you? Okay, so we're like, <laughs> let's take a sip, dive in. Mm. Mm. That's good. <laughs> Should we cheers? <laughs> Ooh. Dink. Cheers. Cheers. So happy to be here. So happy you're here. Um, so uh, I can do this pretty quickly. I've kind of rehearsed my elevator speech a time or two. Okay. So I was born and raised. <laughs> I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I've always had a love for fashion, styling. I My first line of clothing I designed was for my Beanie Babies when I was seven. They mm. were Red Hot Chili Pepper dresses, and they were also wearing sombreros. Oh, and wow. We can't figure out where the vision was there. We're not sure. It was spicy. It was it a was, spicy it vision. Was, it was spicy. They were like a little mariachi team. <laughs> and I once I made one, I couldn't stop, and I was trying to sell them to my neighbors. Mm. But we don't know. So that just really goes to show you that it's always been... Thank an you. accessory, a glitter, a hat. Oh, I love it. Love a hat. A sombrero. A sombrero, if you will. Um, so anyways, went through high school, went to University of Arkansas. I studied, I studied journalism and advertising public relations. Wow, that is a mouthful. Advertising, ad PR. Let's just yeah. let's call it that. Advertising and PR. Yes, and um, loved it. I definitely, school was not my thing. I always knew I wanted to do something in fashion, but um, didn't really know what that looked like. So throughout college, I was working for a boutique and it was a retail storefront shout out Savoir Faire in Fayetteville. What's it called? Savoir? Savoir Faire. Savoir Faire. Ooh, Savoir Faire. a little French. Yes. So by the time I graduated, I started on the sales floor, worked up to being their director of marketing and I was doing blogger outreach. So then I was like, wait a minute, people were sending them free clothes and were paying them to, <laughs> to post. post. I'm like... Done. I found my calling. Like, let's go. Not knowing how hard it is. Fast forward four years later, people. This is now my full-time career, but it took me four years and a lot of trial and error to get here. But um, I did work several jobs. I was a fashion editor magazine in Memphis. I did socials for free people and urban outfitters of the Southeast mm. region. And um, I am a wardrobe stylist. I still am. I'm more on the content side, but I was a wardrobe stylist. And, um, yeah, I basically came, styled a shoot in Nashville, had never been to Nashville, styled one shoot. It was a hit. They were like, we love it. We want the weird. We want the crazy. We want the accessory. And I was like, cause back in Memphis and everywhere else, everyone was kind of like, we need you to tone it down. We need yeah. you to do less. And I was like, I don't know how. Right. I'm already watered down right now. And it's just, I can't go anymore. Right, so right. when I got that, that green light in Nashville, I was like, okay, went home. Broke up with my boyfriend. So sorry. I'm like, you know who <laughs> Wait, you are? I was like, I'm like, sorry. He shall not be named. Although there probably will be some names there that we throw around. I throw around. But told my parents I'm moving. I quit my job. I sold all my stuff and I moved like ASAP Rocky. And I have never been happier. And how'd your parents respond to that? Um, that Not very well. Yeah. They didn't want me to move. No. They did not. The mom's like, you can do exactly what you're doing in Memphis. And I'm like, nope. And I'm the type of person that... I'm very knowing. When I know something, I know it, and I'm I'm locked in on. It, do you feel like that attributes, or you can attribute any of that to just kind of this like inner kind of um, 
Uh, we're gonna start getting woo. We're, I can't help it. I, I know. I'm the like woo just comes out. When, it's so much of who I am. And me too. And when we're together, it's like some some weird shit goes down. So, do you feel like you can attribute that to kind of just you've always had this knowing inside of you, and that like everything that you make a decision about has to come, you know, from internally and not necessarily from like outside out, outside validation. Yes, like I would definitely say. I'm an intuitive Mm. or like claircognizant. I'm very like all knowing. Mm. Um, And that could be my relationship with spirit, with God, with source, with the universe, whatever it is. But when I get something and it's like, ping, yes, this is the right answer. I go for it. it. I love that. No matter what we are, we're locked in. And I just usually know. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that about you. Mm -hmm. Um, Anna Grace has some, some serious talent and some serious abilities. So I'm like, all things. Watch out. (laughs) We're like, I know. I'm like, should we be like looking around? (laughs) It's like something levitating. I'm like, what? (laughs) You're like me. Um, I love that though. I love that kind of, you took this leap of faith and took really a chance on yourself. Do you have any advice? I think content creation is a job that a lot of people strive to get into these days. I mean, we're making video content as we speak, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, I would say, what advice do you have for people that are looking to get into this market, Mm -hmm. especially because it is so saturated these days? Would you attribute it to, um, you know, being yourself? Would you say, what what would you say? Okay. I think that the best piece of advice that I got that really shifted things for me was two things that I wasn't doing. I was so focused on what other people were doing, how Mm. fast they were growing. Mm. And I was just trying to learn. I was like a sponge. Like she would do something. I'm like, okay, that's a cool concept. I'm going to try that. Or like her grids this way. And I'm going to try that. I was like, it wasn't until I was literally like, fuck it. Sorry, I'm cussing. But that's how strongly I felt about it. I was like, no, I don't even know why. Because like I know, like I've always had a unique sense of style. And I was trying to like appeal to the masses or whatever that I just said, screw it. I'm doing what I want. I don't care what my feed looks like. I just, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And the next thing that really came into it was like having fun with it. I really was like mixing colors and patterns and prints and was like, I don't care if this isn't for everyone. Cause like I'm really maybe not for everyone, but yeah. this is what makes me happy and what I love. And I just really kind of like took that and was like, I'm just going to have fun with it. Right. But with that, there is an- another side to it. Um, and I would say the other side is really like, how can you add value to someone else's life? Like, even if, yeah, maybe the outfit I'm wearing is, like, kind of crazy, but I could still give you a little, like, tip along the way. Like, here's how I, like, can, like, quickly hem my pants or just adding in as much information, like, or here's a discount code or here's this jacket, which you could wear it, but here's three other ways you could wear it if maybe this is too much. Like, I focus every single day before I post anything. I'm like, Mm. how is this, how is this helping someone? Is this helping someone? Is this something they want to know? Or like maybe brighten their day or a message that I received and like just really trying to give as much and it will just continue to grow. I feel like a lot of people get on there and they're like, oh, I look cute. (laughs) That's great. I'm like, awesome, girl, you look cute as shit. Yeah. I love that photo. Yeah, yeah. But like. There are a lot of cute people on Instagram, right, you know, absolutely. so, so like be cute and tell me something, right? Absolutely. you know, get at me. And we've had this conversation before, but do you think the landscape of social media and Instagram in particular is changing at all in a sense of, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's not necessarily about having this aesthetic feed or being cute. It's more about this added value and this connectedness Yes, that, that's taking place yeah. on the internet. I think we're shifting away from that whole aesthetic. I think it's so important, obviously, because Instagram is very much, but I think there's a, gr- a huge movement to Instagram stories. Mm. People want to talk to you. They want you to talk to them. They want you to interact. Like there's this engagement piece that is really coming into play. 
And I think like utilizing more of the features, like I'll shoot a photo, but then I might swipe to like behind the scenes of the video making it. Like people wanna see more of the realness because it was like, it blew up. Everyone was posting beautiful pictures of the craziest shit you've ever seen. Right. They're they're dangling drones. There's a drone, they're in Bora Bora, and then the next day they're in Paris and they're eating a pizza on top of the Eiffel Tower. And there's like a team of 20 behind And there's them. like 45 people and I'm like, no one, what? How do you do that? How, is How that did we even get there? Did right. you fly on a helicopter? Absolutely. Like, it just got so crazy and I think that it got to this point and it just kind of peaked and now people are like, no, fuck that. fuck that. Like, I don't even know who would ever get there and it just makes you feel shitty about your own life. Absolutely. And I am very much so like, I don't know. I just think that showing that like I'm a real human and I work hard and I'm trying to work on things myself and like I struggle and I don't know. I'm not going to glamorize it. I just want to have fun with it and just be like a real person. I think that's the shift that it's moved towards. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think people are bringing in a little bit more of that realness. Mm -hmm. I think people, I know you're really good at it. I think there still exists that kind of like, um, that desire to maintain a certain aesthetic. But I do think people are, you know, going a little deeper, getting a little bit more real. But then it begs the question of how real is too real. I think that another thing, you know what I mean? Some people do take it kind of far. Right. I think there's another thing and, you know, maybe you guys have a different perspective about this as well, but it's almost like people wanted to go the complete reverse and somewhat sell their vulnerability. Sell this like, and this is just something that I've observed and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but sell kind of the realness, like the, um, like, no, I know, I like know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, like, and and I'm I'm not guilty of this because you know these are the real things that you're going through. That's completely valid. But I've done this as well. It's like a long caption about one specific card topic. Do you think that people are connecting with that more, or do you think it's just another way to sell something on the internet? I do think there are some people that are taking it too far yeah. on being like, you can tell it's like a shtick. Mm, mm. I think that's the when you know. The authenticity pieces. Right. It doesn't feel authentic. And I really do think that it just depends on the person and like how you absorb that information and if it feels authentic. Like, I feel like for me, I just try to be my real self every single day. Yeah. Like. And I, I try to keep it positive, but if there is something I'm like, yo, we need to talk about this. Obviously, I'm not coming on there every single day saying, we need to talk about this. Right. Then there is something to it. It's yeah. like, really, it's happened. It's affected me. Like, the whole thing that happened to me in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you So, do you want to fill the viewers in a little bit on what happened? Just like a yeah. Cliff so, Notes version? I made a YouTube um, about it. Mm. And so, I'll link to it so we'll just like link it here. Yeah. But basically this crazy, the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, someone ended up kind of, we got sort of pickpocketed or pinpointed, like robbed when we were out of the club. They stole my phone. You were like pointed out, I'm like, pickpocketed, robbed. We were basically robbed. <laughs> um, it was kind of set up. There was two guys involved. Uh, they ended up getting a lot of information off my phone, which you guys can see was this huge scam that I fell victim to. And it was honestly really scary it was oh I've never like that was the most scared I've been I would want to say maybe in my life that yeah. feels dramatic and but it was it had a ripple effect it did it had a it had a serious ripple effect like I mean I, I told Tiana last week like I have nightmares about being hacked or the things that were happening to me because that is our new form of like warfare now it's mm -hmm. not so much physical violence it is your online presence. presence and for and somebody who's built their career oh my gosh online like that's 
I, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears I have put into my, like, it's, I mean, my Instagram is art. Mm-hmm. It's not, Absolutely. it's not just a social media. It is like literally my life's work. That yeah. sounds dramatic, but it is. And to almost have that compromise, not only with thousands of dollars were stolen from me and my security and tracking where I was and finding my hotel room, getting my hotel key off of me, getting information off of my phone. I mean, it was very violating, but here's yeah. the thing. I don't usually post that type of content and I found out that that was uh, there was something larger at play there like that is something that's happened to a lot of females my age and absolutely in this area maybe they took it further with me because they felt like there was more that they could take right but um I still was like hey everyone this is how you can prevent it. And like being an influencer, if I didn't share that, then like, why am I an influencer? You know, like you have influence. I feel like, you know, your job is to inform and add value. And one of those ways you can add value is by protecting people or or helping people protect themselves. Oh, absolutely. I, I never, I, I would never wish that whole scenario on my worst enemy. Like if I could protect or prevent it from happening to one other person and the amount of feedback that I got from people that are like, thank you for speaking of this because this has happened to me or this happened and like they hacked my account and it was taken forever and it was gone and I was robbed and horrible things. Horrible. And it just goes to show that like you just have to be so careful. Like we live in a bubble. We're like, hey, I'm at the gym right now. Well, someone could be watching and come and, you know, get you. So it's like, don't post in real time. Like we're just- I'm laughing, but she's she's right. It's true. Like you just don't even realize sometimes how much danger you're putting yourself in or your friends or your family. And that to me was like, I was with Sayla and I'm like, if something had happened to her, and they just tracked us down, found our hotel room. I would never, oh my God, I would never, I would just, I would never forgive myself or recover because I'm blabbing on Instagram about what I'm doing. So it was just a very good safety announcement that I put out. Absolutely. And I can attest to what Anna Grace is saying. We were out and some girl was like, I saw your YouTube video and a similar thing happened to me. So all that said, Mm -hmm. be sure to watch that video, protect yourselves. Um, Seriously, it's so, so important. And it really does bring up this conversation about, you know, what we share on the internet. Um, So a question I have for you, I know that I personally, whenever I'm going to put something on Instagram, on Insta stories, um, regardless of if it's real, of if it's kind of um, curated, whatever the case may be, I always have this little thought in the back of my mind of like, will people like this? Should Mm -hmm. I put this out? Um, And I want to say, and maybe I'm speaking, I'm generalizing and this isn't the case, but that everybody kind of experiences that. Do you experience that when you're putting something online? Like wondering if people are going to like it? Yeah, wondering if people are going to like it, wondering if it should be something that you put up. How do you kind of break through that barrier of maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Mm Self-confidence, lack of self-confidence when posting something to the internet. Yes. So yes and no. I think it kind of goes back to always make, I mean, always if it's on brand with something that Mm. I'm really doing or really like the other night I was like, I might post this like little like to-do list planner thing that I do every night because I do it every night before bed. Like, do people really care? I don't know. But like, I like it and I do it. And I'm like, I don't know. This could be helpful. Like, I think a lot of mine goes back to like, will this be well well, well received or like make someone's life or day easier? Mm. I really... I really focus on that more so than myself. Mm. But there are still times where I'm like, do I want to talk on Instagram story right now? Because like my face is like, I don't know, I'm having makeup on or like yeah. whatever. And sometimes I'm like, is this like too raw or whatever? Right. I guess. And then I'm just kind of like, 
I don't know. I just kind of at this point, I'm just like, send it, do yeah. it. And it seems like, I mean, we talked about at the beginning of this episode that you kind of got to this point in your career where you were like, fuck it. Like, I don't really care what other people think or if they want me to be a watered down version of myself, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as you're kind of sticking to that, what you put out is going to be received in the way that you would oh, absolutely. hope it to be received. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if I could, I'm like, my best advice is fuck it. Yeah. Just fuck it. I want to scream it. That you heard it here first, people. Anna Grace said, she's like, excuse me. Mike, like, Sam's, like, checking the audio later. He's like, <laughs> he's screaming. He's I'm like, like hey. sorry, Sam, I'm yelling at you. Sorry, Sam. Hopefully, hopefully maybe we'll get Sam on an interview I here hope soon. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Sam's my husband, for anybody who didn't know. They're the greatest couple. And I don't know about that, but he's pretty funny. He so, is funny. Y'all are uh, both funny. You're, you're the, Anna Grace is funny. I think we, this is just a love fest. We're like, I love We're like, you. I love you, no, I love you more. Oh, well, I don't want to, I think, you know, a lot of people know Anna Grace as who you are on yeah. your Instagram. I think you, to echo what I've kind of said previously, you do a really good job about, you know, maintaining your authenticity thank online. You, and you. we could have a whole nother conversation about authenticity. But I want to kind of segue yeah. into some juicy. Segue, baby. Juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I asked you previously, I said, do you believe in love at first sight? And you said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a follow-up question to that okay. is, I want to know if you've ever been in love. Oh. And just tell me all about that. Gosh. This is like... Because you're 26. I'm 26. Yes. I take relationships very seriously mm-hmm. at this point in my career, in my life, time, um, something that... Giving someone my time and energy is the most important thing I can give someone. Right. So I really, like I said, I kind of have my my close niche of people. And outside outside of that, it's it's just hard to show the love, you know. So yeah. I take relationships very seriously now yeah. at this stage in my life. I'm single. I am single. Yes. Did you hear that, fellas? She's single. I'm like. All, all my 210 subscribers, I don't think there's one point. Maybe Sam. Sam. <laughs> Literally, I needed a boy to post my stupid Halloween costume for Justin Timberlake. Thank God. Shout out Fifi for doing shout it. Shout out to Phil Palma. <laughs> Love you. We'll add his But Sam was like, Instagram. do you want me to do it? I'm like, Sam, you are not going to touch my bare boob. <laughs> and that's when I realized I'd hit rock bottom. Maybe I should start. No, Tiana's like, no, he, he'll do it. And I I'm like, like, it's totally fine. Me and AG are on speakerphone and Sam's like... I get off the phone with Anna Grace, and Sam's like, Anna Grace didn't want me want me to touch her boob? And I was like, Sam, just just relax, okay? He's like, oh. He's Tiana like, said if it was anyone, she would allow me. But yeah, I was like, anybody else, you better I couldn't up. go there. But, but I was like, Phil, cut my boob harder. No. And I was like giving, okay, anyways. Yeah. We're getting off She track. took the photo. Anyways. Um, we digress. So, um, I think there's really been one relationship where I was actually in love with someone and it's crazy i'm like i always tell bill i'm like i accidentally dated this guy for five years <laughs> okay tell us let's unpack that <laughs> what, what is that so mean? i was young and i know it wasn't like my first love like i had like my first serious relationship mm-hmm. he came in later mm-hmm. um but it really was through high school and to college um and i think that's the first time and i feel like that is like the first where you're like just so like broken when they do something or like yeah. I would cry and be just like needed him to like love me. And I don't know if it was part of the, like a chase or whatever. Obviously it was a very toxic relationship. Yeah. And how like, old were you? I was like 15 to 21. Okay. So it was, it was a long relationship but, yeah. and you were young. There was breaks in there between, but yeah, I was young and naive and, um, what do you think was the indicator 
at 15 because, I mean, I also met Sam when I was 15 and we're together. It's just so crazy how different our relationships were. Yeah, but, you know, I think no matter what age you are, the feelings that you have are very real and very oh, yeah. valid. So what did you, what would you say your 15-year-old self would say was the indicator that made you know that you were in love with this person? Like what, and do you, and you still believe it was love today? I really do. Yeah. It's funny because I had, I dreamt about him last night. Yeah, oh, do tell. And, well, there was, like, another character that was coming into play, and I had a dream about the two of them in this dream. And I think that there are similarities between the two of them, which is how I know that it's not. But I always feel like... I'm very into dreams and dream analysis. Me too. And I'm... That's actually how we first connected. We, we did. We, we connected through Bumble and then we were like, oh, you're into weird stuff. You're I'm into, into weird, weird stuff, stuff You're too. into crystals and weird things. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. And we had... Anna Grace bought me a dream journal. I did. And we had the same one and we had like little dream, dream meetings. Dream circles. Yeah, we'll dream link, circles. We should link the dream circle podcast. Oh, so yeah. It was it. an almost 30 podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Lindsay and Krista. Woo! Love you guys. <laughs> like basically, I've just dated out of convenience. Like uh, in my college, like circle or friends or family, I wouldn't say I've dated anyone. Like if you looked at, if you lined up all my boyfriends, mm-hmm. besides maybe the first one, he had a little bit of swag, his own style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's important to me. Yeah. Um, but they, none of them look alike. Like one's short, one's tall. Like you don't really have a type. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But you did say you want them to be somewhat into fitness and working out. And I know that that's a very important part of your life too. Mm -hmm. Um, I also know that you were a competitive cheerleader for many years. Oh yeah. So I think too, when people are in those competitive sports, whether they be cheer, gymnastics, there can be a lot of terms thrown around like body image, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, weight, just all of these different kind of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of um, unpack that a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about what your experience was like being a competitive cheerleader? How, you know, maybe your routines have transitioned into your 20s and Mm -hmm. adulthood and just like all all about that. I'm trying to think of like where, how to not talk about this for four hours. I'm like, um, okay. So, yes, I was a competitive cheerleader. I've always been an athlete, a competitor. I am, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very much so competitive, but honestly, in sports where you're not really competing with other people as much, like I never played a lot of team sports, but mm-hmm. I did, I was a power lifter in college. I'm just, oh, I forgot about that. I'm stage very intense. Yeah. Like when I get into something, I like am obsessed with it. Like mm-hmm. I just like need to know, I need to do the diet, I need to do everything. I'm just very like, and I think that that's because my, I am such a creative. I crave structure. Yeah. So I find it in things or groups or community because I just need it for myself. And Right. Because um, if it's not, I'm like, I'm just off the rocker. I'm kind of crazy. But anyways, I, I definitely, you know, when I was in my cheerleading phase, I was kind of doing all of the things. I was also competitive co-ed. So they were throwing me in there. Mm. You were a flyer. Yes. I'm also 5'3". Um, so I'm more of a smaller person. I'm not super tall. So I was a flyer. Anyways, so we did everything under the sun. We were like, we were dieting. I remember as a a collective, I would say, yeah, yes and no. I mean, of my friends, we were, some people were just like, you know, still small, but I hit that point in high school where you start like kind of, I always had big boobs and 
You hit like puberty yeah. or whatever. You just start getting a little curvier. Yeah, totally. And we were all, I remember we were taking Fastin, which is some horrible diet pill. And I can't even believe I was putting it in my body, but we I were. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. Fastin? Yeah. I mean, it's illegal now, which I'm like. Mm. <laughs> so don't, <laughs> don't take, take it. it. Don't. It's, I think it's gone. I don't even know, but yeah. it's horrible for you. And Adderall, I was on Vivance, I was on everything. We, you know, we wouldn't eat, we would get weighed in. Um, I, even my high school cheer coach, he weighed us in. Like, I just had a lot of pressure and wanted to be awesome. And I just remember it got to a point where, like, I would literally not eat all day, come home and eat, like, a thing of sauteed vegetables. And, and that like, would be that it? would be it. And I'm like... You had to be eating, like, what, 200 calories Oh, my gosh, a day? I would say 500. Wow. And I just thought, well, to lose weight, you got to eat less. So you got to starve. Like, and that was sort of the mentality. I was just it, the environment that I was in. And let me tell you, I was a little tiny tot. So yeah, I was going to say, did it ever reach a point when it was kind of like you weighed yourself or you looked at yourself and it was like a little scary? Oh, I will never forget this. There was one time I stepped on the scale and I have a lot of muscle. I've got big boobs. Like I'm just, yeah, I got it going on. I remember I stepped <laughs> on the scale and the littlest I ever got was 115 pounds. And I remember looking in the mirror at my stomach and my belly button was like literally like stretched this way because the skin was like so tight, so tight. Yeah. Like it was just like, and I remember being like, oh, fuck yeah, man, you look great. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, if I could just shake her, I would. Right. Yeah. So there were some times. So then when I got to college, I was out of this intense sports world and I was still prescribed, you know, because I'm such a creative and my mind's so crazy. They were like, you need to take Adderall twice a day now. Being called, which is a whole nother conversation. Which is a whole nother conversation. I'll that, get in. We yeah. should do our next episode, should be like Adderall. Yeah, honestly, because I would love to tell people my story about Adderall. But, um, long story short, yeah, I was doing everything. I was kind of taking Adderall. I was binge drinking. I was binge eating because, like, why well, I wouldn't eat for like three days on this Adderall doing my work because school was hard for me. And I, I felt like I needed Adderall to do it when really I was just put here on this planet to create and to make things. That just Absolutely. wasn't my lane. And your mind isn't just what what doctors had seen before right. like it's just it's so annoying but anyways keep going I yeah digress. they've never seen anything like me before <laughs> they're like she needs a lot of Adderall <laughs> no I just am very creative yeah, you know you an outlet. I needed an outlet I didn't need to be drugged and no offense to any doctors or anyone I have tons of medical in my or family or people who are on Adderall yeah, and they no shade I just personally it was not a good fit for me right you know so everyone's different so everyone's different um Anyways, though, it created a lot of very dangerous habits for Mm, me. mm -hmm. Um, Just intense periods of intense restriction. Like I told you guys, I'm very, when I'm all in, I'm all, I'm just an intense person. And so would not be eating, you know, at all. And then would go out and have a few beers with friends. The next thing you know, we'd like, we'd order pizza and I'd eat in like half a pizza. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten in like two days. I'm starving. I was going to say your body probably just Oh yeah. And that's when you just like totally, when I say like binge eating, I just mean like what a point where you're just bawling out. It wasn't like I was going to the store and buying mass quantities of food it was more just there'd be situations where I'd just be like oh my god my body I'm just like I need to eat I'm dying totally so fast forward to I had an abrupt situation when I was 24 that I had to be taken off of Adderall I just sort of had a heart attack on an airplane and it took something like that that scared me so bad and I knew because I I always know I, I knew it was the Adderall yeah I knew I had to stop taking it I went to the doctor his doctor was like honestly you're probably fine to keep taking it after you had almost had a heart attack? Literally, yes. They're like, that could have been something else. And I'm like, I just knew. I was like, I have to get off of it. I yeah. can figure out another way I'm going to learn to be a human again. It's that knowing. Yeah. So I, mean, you I have, I have that gut. I always have an intuitive voice. Yeah. And 
Um, so I and got, I think everybody does. To, I think yeah. everybody has this kind of like gut instinct kind of feeling, knowing, but not everybody chooses to, to har- listen. Yeah, to listen and harness that. Oh, for sure. So I cold turkey quit taking Adderall, and then all of a sudden was like weird I have an appetite and like I don't have eating patterns I mean I was 24 years old and the last 10 years of my life I don't know I was just literally damaging my body it's so sad to even think about but so it's also like something that's so common yeah oh so many people I've like confided about this they're like same like we've done this the yo-yo dieting everything so um 24 to 25 I really like gained like 10 pounds and I was just the most and I was this is like also my blog was really starting to catch traction and I was like so trying to stay covered up in all these layers and wearing sunglasses and hats and I was just so like uncomfortable in my body and I never because I'd always been so thin just and so like into everything but I just wasn't eating like it wasn't even I would say anorexic it was just like over prescribed yeah I, I mean maybe a little bit of eating disorder but um and so then I was like, I need help. And the first person that came through when I started kind of putting that into the universe was Macy. And mm. so I hired a trainer and I, it was not in my budget. Let me just tell you. And when, when you need something and you need to work on yourself, like mm. just do it. Yeah. I took the money out of my savings account. I was like, I'm all in. I'm going to do it. So I really just like, she got me to a place where she taught me how to like eat calories and you know, track my macros and drink water, like drink mm. a gallon of water every day. And like you can eat more food and still lose weight. So, and I'm still on that journey. I've, I've lost six pounds back and, um, I feel a lot better in myself, but I, I honestly in the last month, so I've been transitioning to Mm plant-based too, just like viewing food as medicine and not like as a way to torture myself or restrict. Like I've just had to let go of the restriction. So that's really been a slower process for me trying to get, you know, and I, I'm happy. I've just hit a point where I'm happy with where I am right now. Yeah. Like, that's just where I want to be. I'm like, this is where my body... My body's happy for the first time in forever. And it's functioning. And I'm just going to love it until it just levels out to wherever it wants to go. Mm-hmm. We hit the low, low. I hit the high, high. And now I'm just kind of somewhere in between. Yeah. And just viewing food as medicine and being conscious of everything I'm putting in my body I is think, so important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great perspective. Woo! That was a long one. No, that was good. I think it's, and it's something like even I too, I have struggled with, I think everybody has these kind of relationships with food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food and exercise and everybody's relationship looks a little bit differently, but I mean, I've had my own journeys, you know, uh, explorations into veganism, explorations into keto. Like it's all of these like things and they're just bombarding. Well, we have so much information and on Instagram and someone's doing this and that and you're just like, what? And like what works for something or what works for someone might work for you, but it might not as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I remember before I hired Macy on, I did keto and that was like, I no, know. I am not knocking keto no, at no. all. I think if that is like some people will really thrive in a lower carb diet. For me, I've been losing weight, eating more carbs through fruits and vegetables and grains, but it just, you just have to play around with it yourself. But the keto was like, that was the worst I'd ever felt because I lost the weight really fast. And I swear it was like, I went on vacation. It was kind of like, fuck it, whatever. And then I ended up, I swear I gained like five more pounds back even faster. My body was like, (laughs) yeah, I was the same way. And when I was on keto, I was always so scared to like, if I fell off a little bit, get knocked out of ketosis because that keto flu is so real. I just remember being like so terrified. So that like when I did get knocked out of it, I was kind of the same. I was like, fuck it. Like no going back now. Like I'm done. No. Any type of situation with food I've learned that causes stress, anxiety, fear, 
it's like not it's like not supposed to be that way no and it's so not. crazy because we're all like i need to go on a diet and i'm like no i don't even say i'm on a diet i'm mm-hmm. like i choose this i want to eat this way but like totally. we've put ourselves in these situations where we create this fear and anxiety and i'm like why are we doing I know, absolutely. And I think that's the most important thing. You have to give yourself grace. Oh, yeah. And, like, sometimes it's not going to be, like, a. sometimes it is going to be a rock bottom where you look in the mirror and you're like, whoa, like, what's going on? (laughs) How did did we get here? Yeah. But sometimes it's just going to be, like, taking a little bit more notice in your day-to-day life. And, like, for me, I had to get to this point where I had to be like, okay, like, I'm a social human. I like to go out with my friends. I like to have a drink. Yeah. Um, I have to give myself grace, and I can't continuously be having this beat-up fest on myself when I'm not doing the perfect diet and the perfect exercise routine and just really, like, loving your body. And, like, as, as kind of cliche as it sounds, like, considering it a temple and being like, oh, this absolutely. is the only one you get. You only get one. I always t- that's what I always tell my mom. I'm like, this is the vessel. Yeah. This is our vessel and like our inner light and energy is like right. what really is supposed to be here and spread information and knowledge. But like, we got to take care of our shit, man. Absolutely. We really, my really do. My ship was sinking. No. I'm, I'm salvaging it. She's like, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> my ship's coming back, baby. We're coming back. We're coming back. So for my last question, I figured we would go into this. I have this little book called The Book of Questions that was a gift to me because people know that I love to to ask in-depth personal questions. And I figured we'd just like... She loves a good deep question. I do. In a setting where no one knows anyone. I know. I'm like, okay. Everyone tell us your deepest, darkest secret. secret. Go. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'll start. (laughs) I'll start. I I follow. I usually follow suit. Yeah. Anna Grace is a team player, which I absolutely love. But... (laughs) So, um, I figured you'd just pick a number that, like, speaks to you, and I would flip to that page, and we would dive into that question. Unpack it a little bit. Perfect. 49. 49. Love it. So, this was a seven. Seven's my number. Oh, this is, like, a, it's a long, um, a long one. Oh, shoot. So, let's see. While walking in the park, you see a stranger and realize with absolute certainty that if you go over and introduce yourself, the two of you will fall in love more deeply than you even imagined possible. Wow. Back on love. But you also know that in six months, the person will be hit by a bus and killed. Wow, that really took a turn. (laughs) Would you go over to the person or leave? Assume you know that once you decide, you'll forget what lies ahead. Oh, okay. So once you'd make the decision, you'll forget like the... Oh. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like upset. That's heavy. Heavy. Well... Okay. <laughs> we're just silent. We're like, wow. I'm, I'm thinking of that one myself too. I think I would. I think I would go for it. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, the universe has its plan. Mm-hmm. And if that was the plan, and at least, you know, we could share that love with their time here. I don't know. Gosh, that is like so morbid. No, I think I would be the same. I, I think, think I would go. Especially because love, we were t- kind of talking about this earlier, but love is so many things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long, sometimes it changes, it's fleeting. But to experience it is such a gift. I, I think, think so too. In any capacity, right? Yeah. And I, I really, I mean, I believe we have multiple soulmates. Me, the optimist. I'm yeah. like, I believe I'd meet someone else and fall in love again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, me too. I'm an optimist as well. I think you can be in love with a lot of different people. Right. Um, I would do it. Yeah. Make, make his time left on the earth really special. Yeah. You're like me. A gift. Me. Your best gift. 
He's like, oh shit. <laughs> gotta like, take a picture. It's a lot of work, but he's like, didn't know my last six months would be being an Instagram husband. Photographer. Yeah. I like that though. I really do. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we're running out of time a little bit. Don't wanna keep these these too long, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about anything exciting you have coming up, anything you want to shout out to the people where people can follow up with you. Yeah, I can't think of really anything that I need to shout out to the people, but you can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Anna Grace Newell. Yeah, I'll I, leave that in the, the description box or the sound notes. Is that what they call it on mm-hmm. podcasts? Yeah. Sound notes? Show notes. Show notes. Yeah. Um, I also... Um, yeah, so I, I dibble dabble on YouTube a little, which is also Anna Grace Newell, yes. youtube.com slash Anna Grace Newell. And I'm recently trying to launch a career on TikTok, so we'll see how that shakes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Follow I've Anna made Grace on TikToks. TikToks, honestly. But I can't stop. I'm so fascinated with TikTok. I know. Do you think it's the next uh, big platform? I, I I think TikTok is going to boom, take over. I still think Instagram is going to remain the constant. home base, constant. I don't think people have as much influence on TikTok. I think it's more of a way to show face and gain exposure quick. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's a little bit more... It's, I mean, for me, it's just fun because I just like to goof. Like, yeah. I just like to like dance around and be like dumb and it's like 15 seconds. And yeah, I'm like, I love and it. who doesn't love that, right? Yeah. Okay, I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for watching the first ever TFTTs. We, we hope it'll, it won't be the last. Well, actually, okay, so Tiana and I are going to film another episode here Maybe in like another month or so. Yeah. Once she kind of gets um, my bearings. Yeah. Once the concept for TFTTs is a little firmed up, we have a little bit more structure. This is like a this is our guinea pig round. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So I'm gonna come back in a few months. So because yeah. we, we can talk about things for days oh, and days. We, there are so many things I have not even touched on. Yeah. But we don't want to. We don't, don't want to overwhelm, overwhelm you guys right out the gate. So leave us some comments for specifically for both of us in the comments below, and I will come back and share any all of the things. Honestly, I'm an open book. You can ask me truly anything, and I'll probably answer. Or talk yeah, about it. Honestly, like, yeah, and literally we're, anything. And so. we're gonna go there. So we wanted to keep it light. We wanted to keep it tight for this. Keep first it right, episode. baby. Keep it tight. Yeah, for this Woo! first episode. But be on the lookout for the next one with Anna Grace, and be on the lookout for more uh, TTTs, more video content in general. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Hopefully, this is where uh, Sam puts a nice little outro song. <laughs> It's like, we're like, ding, 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 we're like dancing. <laughs> okay, or not, you know, whatever. Oh, I love you.